No need to whine and slimy balloons up. Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Palooza Podcast with Rebecca Green. Welcome to the Whiny Palooza Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Green. I'm a wife, mother of three, and licensed clinical social worker. I also have three fur babies at home, too. My passion has always been to help children and their families. I always dreamed of being a wife and a mother. Parents are always learning through their struggles, failures, and successes and joys. I am no stranger to this wild ride of parenting, and I know behind every great parent lies a team of supportive friends and family. I want to be part of your support system. I want you to know that you are not alone. We are in this parenting world together. Join me every week for insightful discussions with experts on parenting and marriage, as well as other parents who have found the secret to successes in parenthood. You'll learn tips and tricks to make life with your family better than ever. I hope you will follow along with me while we dive into what it takes to achieve a happy family. Hello everyone, happy Whiny Palooza Wednesday. No need to whine, it's Whiny Palooza Wednesday. Have some wine and join us on Whiny Palooza Wednesday with the Green family. Wait, don't leave, don't leave. I want to, you first of all, you look pained, okay? Hi. Second of all. Maybe someone might be here. Hi, Melissa. Hearts back to Melissa. Okay. Sorry. She's giving me lots of hearts. Lots of hearts. Lots of hearts from Melissa. Okay. So you read my letter Mm -hmm. to my kids. Mm -hmm. What did you think? I liked it. It was a good, you did a good job. Um, How did it make you feel? Cared for. Um, Do you have any clue, maybe, how much I love you after reading it? Yeah. Do you have any questions about it? Um, no. Thank you for reading. I'm sure I'll think of some. Well, let me know. We can, yeah. we can, we can debrief. <laughs> Go ahead, run away. What a runaway Chiquita banana! She's a Chiquita banana now. We're doing fruits. I'm very, very, very tired. So and God, punchy. God knows what's gonna come out of my mouth. I was up at... God, we're going to find out. I, was, I think it's going to be something related to what you blogged about. I um, was up at like 5.30 this morning, but you probably know that already. I do because you woke me up. Um, I feel so normal when you share my kid gives me the same face. <laughs> um, I, you know, she was sitting here waiting for me, so I thought like she wanted to sing. Now she's trying to get it over with. And she was just waiting for me to start so she could and run away. Um, yeah, the teenagers all give the same faces. I part of why that's part of why I wrote this letter. So, um, this week, my blog title is a letter to my kids, and. The reason why sometimes I write them, write stuff down, is because sometimes they don't want to talk, right? What? Sometimes our teenagers, sometimes, I mean, Lily's not a teenager, and sometimes she doesn't want to talk. Sometimes our kids don't want to talk about stuff. Um, Sometimes we get the eye rolls and the... Leave that's, me alone. That's genetic. They got the eye roll from you. Um, excuse me. Every teenager does the eye roll. And um, I was driving Max home from school today 
what a wonderful mother picking up her son at school and driving him home and asking him about times to take him back, et cetera, et cetera, and getting the eye roll. And what I wanted to say was, excuse me, you're giving me an annoyed look and all I'm trying to do is help you, but I didn't start anything. He right. had a long day. He was annoyed with me talking to him. He wanted silence. I gave him his silence. What do you mean he wasn't on the phone? He wasn't on the phone, uh, but he didn't want me to talk to him. Nope. nope. And we're just the silent taxi driver. Right, but I have to know things. I can't but drive. I was thinking today about how lucky he is that, like, he, you could go get him, bring him home, take him back. Like, I'm sure there are other kids whose parents have to work outside the house all day and would get a sorry. You just got to sit at school for an hour, an hour and a half, or whatever it is, until it's time for your next activity. Right? I love him so much that I pick him up. I bring him home. I feed him. I had all this food waiting for him when he gets home. He eats lunch, in quotes, because it's now 2 o'clock. And then I bring him back for football. And it's not just that you love him so much. You're also able to do that. I'm sure their moms love oh, their kids that I much, didn't, but they can't no, physically be there. I didn't mean it like that. Right. I'm home. Yes. I made him food. Yes. I was working, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Um, in between working, yes, I did make him food, and he comes home every day at two o'clock and eats his lunch, yes, and goes back to football, yes. So I was simply trying to find out logistics. Yes. I wasn't annoying him about friends or school or anything. I was literally trying to understand what our time schedule. Should your Uber driver be ready to bring you back? <laughs> it was like. Oh, I know what it was. This is what I said to him. I said, okay, the girls and I are going to a trick-or-treating event at your high school at 4 o'clock. We will, we will aim to go to the event from 4 to 4.30 so that we are then able to drive you home. I will be at school. Whatever. Whatever. Like... <laughs> Thank you, Mom. That's very helpful. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm trying to drive you home from school and be a good mother, and you're annoyed. But you all understand, if you have a kid, you understand. Yes. So instead of talking to my children, sometimes I write it down. And what I realized is I started to write this letter. If you haven't read it, please go read it. Mindypalooza.com. And, um... When I started to write it, I actually was physically shaking. And it wasn't it wasn't even negative shaking. It was like my body was involuntarily shaking because I was so excited and I realized I had like so much to tell them that it was like bubbling and oozing out of me and I couldn't type. I'm a t I'm a fast typer. I literally couldn't type Fast enough, I had to stop. And your mouse can't keep up with your brain right now either. <laughs> I had to stop typing and go to my notes and write brief notes because I had so many thoughts coming that I wanted to start my outline before I forgot all the stuff that was coming to me. So it was like one of those blogs that like I needed to get out of my system and share with my kids. And I didn't have to like have a long conversation with them and bore them and get the eye roll. Ella read it. Ella is 
so thoughtful and is like loves to read my blog. Ella read it, said she loved it, didn't really get much many specifics yet. Lily started to read it, says she will finish it later. I will leave it for Max and ask him to read it. I can't promise you that he will get around to right. it. Yeah, all right, that's fine. <laughs> Do you think he'll read it? He might say, yeah, that's fine. Um, so I would love to go through and share with you some of my thoughts. And what I'm hoping is, I'm hoping that this will maybe inspire you to write your kids a letter. Um, I'm hoping maybe it will inspire you to share parts of it with your kids if you think it would be helpful. Um, maybe it will guide you to write your feelings out to your kids because I feel like this, um, I feel this new, a lot of you have more time than I do. <laughs> um, I'm starting to feel a little bit of time pressure. And Max is so old, you know, Max is going to turn 16 in January. And um, it's hitting me, I don't know how Seth feels, but it's hitting me that in a couple years, he really could um, fly to a dorm room. And I want to make sure that I'm giving my kids, there are so many life skills to teach our children. I don't know how. I will ever teach him everything that I want to teach him, but my mother is still teaching me, and I realize we can teach our children until the day we die, so I will continue to teach them forever, but I have like the four, I feel like the formative years are like coming to a close, and in a couple years, who knows where Max will be, so I have started, um, he was making fun of me in the car because, um, I was like, did you see that? That person didn't use their blinker. Like, I'm trying to point things out to him as I'm... Are you doing that? Are you, like, talking to him as you're driving? So, much less than you. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm already starting to teach him how to drive. Um, I'm sure he loves it. <laughs> uh, I am not doing daily tutorials. Um, I'm just, just going to... Pointing things out to him, like, did you see that person pulled out in front of me? Like, right. totally cut me off. I'm yep. just trying to show him driving skills are beginning. Yes. But let's go through some of my lessons that I'm hoping my kids know. Some of the stuff they don't know. Some of the stuff I want to teach them. But, um, I mean, the biggest thing that I'm so hopeful of, that I'm really trying so hard to teach them is to come talk to me about anything, talk to Seth about anything. Um, Seth is so much more, Seth is so much less reactive than I am, just like emotionally in yes. general. Yes. So I really work on that because any sort of reaction, whether it's positive or negative, can turn a kid off. Yeah, you um, can be too intensely positive. Like, I've seen that. Oh my God, I don't want to tell my mother, like I can hear Max, I don't want to tell my mother that. She's going to get all excited about this and I don't want to deal with her feelings. And then she will have 50 <laughs> questions. No, I really work on that because they hate that. Kids don't like 50 questions. Eh, I'd say two out of three. I am okay. Lily talks to you like a lot. Like she will without the 50 questions. Right, but my... You don't have to pull it out of Right, her. but my quota with Max is like two questions. Yes, yes, Like, you do have, I know sure you have a quota. that I have like two questions for Max. And then he shuts Max. down. 
Having, having driven in many countries, the eight minute driving test here is crazy. I'm dreading teaching Zahra to drive. Oh. The driving test is only eight minutes. Um, what is the test like? What is the test like in the other countries? Yeah. Tell us, Emma. I only know my test here that I took. That we took 30 years um, ago. My parents were brilliant. Um, they, I told Seth, they bought me 10 lessons. I think it was 10 lessons. With an unemotional stranger. Yeah. And they said, if you want to get your driving test. Oh, yours is 40 minutes? Wow. That's a long test. Jeez, you could drive to like Rochester. What? So it's like much more intense is what you're saying. I thought you were Maybe saying. That's why other countries have better drivers than me. I maybe. thought you were saying eight minutes was crazy, but you think She's eight minutes. crazy short. Yeah. I thought you were saying crazy long. Nope. Holy moly. Um, okay. So what was I saying? Oh, my parents said, if you want your license, you're going to take these 10 lessons and then your driving teacher takes you to your test, I think. And, um. I loved that the driving teacher knew what was on the test, so he taught me exactly what I needed to know to pass the test. Theory test as well. We take a written test. Yeah, the written test is first. Um, okay, so. Anyway. I want my kids to know that no matter what happens, no matter what mistakes they make, like I expect mistakes. I don't expect perfection. I want them to know that. I think Seth and I need to share with them some of the mistakes we've made like as kids and teenagers, so that they know that mistakes are normal. I want them to know to come to me. Um, they're drunk at a party. Call me, I'll come. My parents were like, call us at any time. I mean, I felt comfortable if I, I didn't, I don't think I did, maybe I did, I'll ask my parents, but 3 a.m., if I would have called them, they would have come and gotten me. They're, they wouldn't have yelled at me, they would have been proud of me. So For calling, not for being inebriated no they would have been proud of me that i didn't drive right, home right or get in the car i didn't put that in here i gotta put i gotta make a note or get don't get in the car with someone who's been drinking or doing drugs or any of that stuff okay um i want to talk to them about relationships and i've started to um they're awfully young um ellen lily obviously younger to talk to about this than max but like I started to think about what do I want in a relationship? You know, relationships just kind of like fall in your lap. Like um, so-and-so likes you or you think this person is cute or whatever. I want them to actually put thought into what they're looking for in a partner. And I want them to make sure they're treated well. That's the most important to me. Like um, career and all of that is great. Religion and all of that is great. But how do they treat you and how do you feel when you're with them? Um, so many things to teach them about relationships. I want them to remember their friends and their family. Um, how many, you know, I was joking with Max that his friend now has a girlfriend and he never sees him anymore, which is normal. But you don't want to forget your family. You don't want to forget your friends. And we've talked about this before that you're going to get heartbroken. Yep. You're going to break hearts. It's going to go both ways, and hopefully you find the one for you. Right. Right? Yes. Um, I want to talk to them about sex. We haven't done... I don't know if you've talked to Max. 
I need to talk to Max. He's going to love that. Maybe I'll send Seth. I was going to say, maybe we talk about what you want communicated and we discuss if I've already communicated it or... Well, you read this. You read my blog. I did. Um, I want them to be careful. I want to be realistic. Um, do I want to say wait till marriage? I don't really know that I want to say that because I don't want them to feel like they can't talk to me. And is that realistic? And... Um, I want them to be careful about, you know, diseases and pregnancy and all that. I don't want them to rely on the other person for birth control. And, um, you know, I would like it to be love, marriage, baby. Yeah. Right? I'm very traditional. Yes. But I will always love my kids. Yes. I will always be there for them. I want them to come to me no matter what. So we do need to talk about that, especially with the oldest child. Um, achievements and success. You know, Max said to me, you know, he got a hundred on something or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, you're so smart. And he's like, well, would you still be proud of me if I wasn't getting hundreds? And I'm like, yes. Like, it was such a like delicate thing to ask me. Like, it was probably hard for him. And I was like, I'm proud of you no matter what your grades are no matter what your successes are. Like, I'm just proud that they're my children and I don't want them to think that I love them because of their success. Right. You agree? Unconditional. I want them to be happy and I want them to be happy with things that make them happy, not things that make other people happy. Not Seth, not me, not anybody. I want them to figure out, you know, what person is going to make them happy, what job is going to make them happy? Do they want to have kids? Where do they want to live? Do they want pets? Like I want them to figure out themselves and what makes them happy. I don't think I was taught that. What about you? Were you taught that? Like find your, what, what works for you? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, I'm sure they wanted me to be happy. All parents want their But kids we didn't really me. talk about it with our parents. I'll have to. I'll have to think about that when I get back to you. Um, the two. I think two of the most important decisions. Well, three, but we're gonna get to the third. Um, important decisions for my kids: who you marry, super important. What career you choose, and what state you choose to be in every day. Emotional state. Emotional state. And um, I don't want them to take any of those decisions lightly. I don't want to stress them out but I want them to make good decisions. I, um, for those of you who don't know, I was engaged before Seth and nobody approved. I mean, my family, my friends, everybody was like, don't marry him. And I was like, oh, I mean, I knew there were red flags. I had huge doubts. If my kids have huge doubts, I want them to listen to their doubts and I want them to pay attention because if everybody in your world does not approve there's a reason for it so make good choices and it would be great pay attention to who supports your choices because that helps you know are you going in the right direction yes and you want a positive uplifting peer group yes and you know my friend was like why didn't you stop me from marrying him you weren't gonna listen to me i might have said some stuff i mean you also don't want to lose your friend, but you want to be like a good friend and be like, I don't know that you should marry him. 
But like I had a friend say, how come you let me marry him? It was all up to you. It you was, should have told her not It to. was all my fault. Isn't everything? <laughs> I also want my kids to know that they can change their mind. And what I mean by that is when I was in social work school, I was amazed that there were, you know, I was in my early 20s. This was my first career. And there were people in their 40s and 50s going for their second, third career. So good for them. Like, follow your dreams. And, you know, my brother started at the University at Buffalo for college and hated it and transferred to Hamilton College. So we can we can make a decision and we can fix it if it's not the right decision. Usually. Yes. Usually. Yes. <laughs> um, I really want... To teach my kids not to let anything to stop, not to let anything stop them. Um, I don't want like emotions like fear, anxiety, depression. I don't want them to let. I don't want them to let people stop them. I want them to go for it, and I want them to feel their emotions, like feel it, be anxious, be worried, be sad, but don't let it stop you. And I want. I hope that I'm teaching them and showing them good coping skills to use because they see me writing and reading and walking and talking like they see me using good coping skills and hopefully I'm teaching them that you're going to have rough patches and you just have to have the support and the coping skills to get through it. So make us who we are. Yes. Um, I am really... Need to, I really need to emphasize this more that every feeling is normal, that every feeling is okay. I think that I'm trying, I think I've started teaching that to Seth because I, what I realized through the years is that Seth was really uncomfortable when I was having negative, like tricky, yes. tricky feelings, feelings that were tricky for me. And I needed to talk to him about the fact that I'm going to have some of those feelings and I need him to understand that and, and not run away and, and not hide and to teach our kids that, you know, all the feelings are normal human feelings and like feel them. Don't numb them. Don't run from them. Like don't scream. We don't need to scream. I've gotten a lot better. I wasn't saying anything, and you are right. You have significantly improved, and I give you all the credit for that. Much, I greatly appreciate it. Much more control. Yes. Much more control. Um, maturity. Yes. With, with maturity comes more control, right? Yes. Um, friends will come and go, and I think that that took me a while to learn. Um, they say that friends are a reason, a season, a lifetime, and I believe that. And every time my mother told me that someone wasn't a good friend, she really turned out to be right. So there's going to be good friends. There's going to be not good friends. I want them to be a good friend, and I want them to make sure they are treated well by a partner and treated well by friends because we want to surround ourselves with people who lift us up. And there's just so much to teach my kids. I mean, there's so much to teach your kids. We can just keep teaching them constantly. Um, safety is like humongous for me. They they make fun of me. Um, I was like, no, you can't walk to the park. You're 10. No, you cannot do that. Um, I want them to learn to be aware of their surroundings, yeah. to lock their doors. Um, 
I want my daughters to like have an escort to their car if it's late at night. Um, what else? I don't, I want them to watch their drinks. Um, there's been a lot of TikToks about covering your drink and making sure nobody slips anything into your drink. Um, there's just so many safety things to teach them. I would love them to take self-defense courses. I want them to take safety seriously. I want them to take their health seriously. I, I'm trying to teach them sleep, hydrate, vitamins, put good food in your body, that kind of thing. Yes. And, you know, let's talk about drugs because we're talking about health. Now, my parents had it easy because I'm a scaredy cat, okay? And I'm scared of drugs. And I'm trying to scare my kids because you don't know what it could be laced with. I True. mean, it could kill them. Right. So You could think you're doing something mild and harmless and not so much. I mean, so I don't want them to do any drugs, um, obviously, unless their doctor prescribes it. But hopefully, I don't even want them to have to have a drug if they don't, you know, the goal is no drugs. That's the goal. And hopefully, they will stay away from drugs. But again, like... I want them to come to me. I always want them to come to me and I have to react in a way that makes them want to come to me. So Correct. I have to be aware of that. Lots of self-control. Lots of self-control. Um, you have heard me. I am really trying to teach this to my kids and I have to talk to them about this a lot because it's a really hard concept to get. I'm trying to teach them to take control of their brain. Ella and I talk about this a lot. Um, you make the decision of what your days look like. You make the decision of the perspective that you have all day. Um, you can make the decision to go to school and have a great day. Um, I want them to learn to take charge of how they think. And I want them to try to give themselves good days. Am I explaining that well? Yes. I'm trying. That's a really hard concept for my kids to learn, but... I'm trying. I mean, that one I've spent a lot of time on. Well, your brain is a wonderful servant, but a horrible master. Oh, your brain is a wonder. Okay, well, because it takes so long to master it. Mm -hmm. And I want them to do reps. I want them to practice. I want yes. them to practice their brain and practice their muscles. And they practice their lines and they practice their dances. And they need to practice their thoughts. So, um... I really want them to be true to who they are, and I think that I'm still learning that lesson, to not be easily influenced by other people. Right, make up your own You know, mind. like we were talking about cheerleading, and um, there's like a dance line at school, and there's cheerleaders at school, and Lily is like, oh my God, they both sound amazing, and I want her, I don't want her to be influenced by her friends wanting to do cheerleading. I want her to go in the direction that works for Lily. And it's very easy to be influenced by your friends. And some of that is natural, but you know, we want our kids to be leaders. We don't want our kids to be followers. Right. I mean, that was only three pages. We could all do like 50 pages, right? Yes. So, I mean, I will keep writing them letters. Um, My last lesson. My last lesson. Always remember your mom. <laughs> you had to get that one in there. That was good. Well, I mean, I say that I'm their number one fan, but I share that title with Seth. Thank you. I appreciate it. I kind of share that title. <laughs> Maybe I'm 40%. I, <laughs> and you're 60%. Because you got to win. I don't have 
have to win. No, but we have, I have this running joke. You know, parenting is supposed to be 50-50. But I say to Seth, how can parenting be 50-50 when they came out of me? That wasn't what I thought you were going to end that sentence with, but yes, you're, you got, they did. So maybe 55, 45. Honey, it's okay. I'm, I'm teasing, I'm number. teasing you. I think I'm funny. You are funny. Um, but what were you going to say? What did you think I was going to say? Oh, I thought you were going to say, cause I'm not home all day. Oh no. Can't be 50, 50. Cause you know, there's eight hours or nine hours that I'm not here. Well, yeah, but so you're... So by default, you win those hours because I'm not here. I Well, I understand that, but you're, like, providing for us. So yes, you get major you points. I appreciate that. You contribute significantly. Oh, my gosh. Well, we have mutual appreciation. Yes. And you're teaching our kids a lot, too. I would love for you to write a letter to our kids. I've been writing letters for a long time. To our kids? They're in a journal. What? You're writing letters to our kids in a journal. Yeah, there's might be one or two in there for you too. And you're just telling me this now. I didn't know you didn't know. How would I know? I think I've had this conversation with you before. Maybe once. Mm, Probably not enough. I would remember this. Okay, then. I guess I didn't tell you. So when you're writing at night, I thought you were just writing in your journal. I have a specific journal for letters to you and the kids. Like there's ones, hey, when you're 16, hey, when you're 21, when you get married. Why are you doing that? Uh, in case I get hit by a bus tomorrow. I mean, seriously? Just because I want, I mean, how I feel now might be different than how I feel in six years or something. Interesting. I like the concept. Um, I was thinking more of you writing a blog. Oh, I could do that too. And writing to our kids so I could see what's going on in your head. Ah, that is different. Um... I can do that. Happy to. So, um, I think it's a good idea to write a letter to your kids. I think your kids would enjoy it. I think you would enjoy it. Um, I hope I can get my son to read this. We will find out. And, um, I appreciate you reading and, uh, watching yes. and liking and sure. commenting. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. Like, comment, subscribe. And um, I think this week on Friday is Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Rhonda was amazing to talk to. Um, Rhonda used her personal experience, her personal... I love when people have their own bump, get through it, and then use it to fuel their career to help others. That's like... Oh, that's like God's work right there, right? Right. I mean, that's like magical to me. So she, her daughter had medical challenges and she used her experience and now she coaches families with medically... Um, challenged. Thank you. I was looking for the word. Her ki Their kids are medically challenged and she That was helps, a really good interview. Oh, like one of my favorites. I loved it. I had so many questions. You're going to love it. It's this Friday, I think. Your kids don't need to have medical issues for you to learn from it. That is a good point. And um, Ella, are you here? Thank you for watching Whiny Palooza Wednesday with the <laughs> Green Family. Shot, shot, chicken. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Have a wonderful week, everybody. And enjoy Halloween. Yes, we didn't talk about Halloween. Have a safe, wonderful Halloween with your families.
Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.